0: The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet?
1: This last hour on a Friday is going to be awesome, and I don't say that lightly. So we got Vilma here. We got rapid fire stuff. So Rudy played against an awesome football player in high school. We just figured this thing out. We got our picks against the spread. More rapid fire questions with Vilma and Woj is here now in studio as well. So we're going to talk some hoops, which I've done for only like three minutes today. How are you, man?
2: I'm great, Ryan. John. Good to be here, guys.
1: Okay, great to have you. bunch of things we want to run through. Going to start with last night, the Celts, but it's not just the win against the Warriors and what it means for who they are this season. What is this Celtic story about to the position they're in currently?
2: I just think it is such a testament to, you know, what Danny Ainge built here uh, from the very beginning of this. And as they gathered up all those assets, I, I think the most impressive thing, yeah, he's made great decisions on players um Jason Tatum and um uh, and Brown I mean the the Brown especially people thought that was a reach when they picked him and he's been tremendous and and lots of decisions the restraint that they've showed through the years when they had all that they had those draft picks and assets and everybody kept calling for Boston cash in your chips go get Jimmy Butler go get Paul George we can go down the list of Players, they were always a team that could offer the most for anybody who was available. And the restraint that Ainge showed with the plan he had in place, he knew exactly what he would pay for anybody, how much he'd give up. They never deviated from it. And in the end, knew getting Gordon Hayward in free agency allows us then to have the assets to not only go get Kyrie Irving when he becomes available, they did what they had to do for that trade. Um, They still have left to go get something else really big that could be out there And I don't think in the modern NBA there has been a construction of a team uh, quite like what Ainge has done. And then the hiring of a college coach in Brad Stevens, that's turned out to be tremendous. Well, what is Ainge's philosophy and why hasn't other teams, why
3: haven't other teams adopted his philosophy, his strategy?
2: Well, so much of their ability to do all this was that Brooklyn trade, like getting Brooklyn to give them multiple first round picks for a player in Kevin Garnett, who really was done and Paul Pierce, who was near the end that, I mean, let's be honest, like that's the kind of deal that any GM dreams of making. Um, and they found a taker in Brooklyn with a desperate owner who wanted to, you know, his goal was to win a championship within five years and overpay for veteran players. And we see how that ended up. That was a huge part of it. But, You've got to give ownership so much credit in Boston. Think of the early years when, you know, Doc Rivers, before they got KG and Ray Allen, the year before when they lost 16, 17, 18 games in a row and everybody was calling for Boston to fire Doc Rivers and Danny Ainge walked into Doc's office one day and said, this is not your fault. This is my fault. I haven't given you good enough players. And ownership's patience to see this thing through with Danny Ainge, to see it through with Doc Rivers. And at a time when people did not see Boston as a destination uh, franchise for elite players, great players didn't want to go to Boston. Kevin Garnett, in accepting that trade to Boston, did more for the credibility of that franchise uh, than I think he probably gets enough credit for. And now all of a sudden, Boston's a place. Hey, Kyrie Irving wanted that deal to Boston. They have done so much to rebrand themselves as one of the elite organizations in, in the sport.
1: We're talking with Adrian Orjnarowski here on the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio. You have a piece up on ESPN.com. Uh, what should we expect as the NBA starts to really try to figure out how to fix the one-and-done problem that they have, not only with – I don't think it's really their problem as much as it's college basketball's problem.
2: Yeah, but I think the NBA does see it as their problem too. And the NBA looks at it from the context of we want the most prepared – players coming into our league, both from a basketball point of view and also uh, from a maturity point of view. And I think, as i would reported, that Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts, who's the head of the Players Association, met yesterday in Washington with this college commission, the commission on college basketball, like college basketball, the thing they, college sports, the one thing they do great is creating commissions and panels. (laughs) Blue ribbon panels, right? Is Dungy on it? Yeah, and so uh, Condoleezza Rice is the head of it, and you know, I'm not sure what that group can accomplish, but they went down and talked to them about uh, several issues that relate to both college and the pro, but, but but very specifically too, about the one and done. Adam Silver, and he's he has said it, and he feels strongly he'd they'd like to do away with the one and done. I think the plan that they would like to Get to is allow high school players to come out. But if you come in, if you go into college, then it's kind of similar to baseball. Um, you've got to stay now, baseball, you got to stay until you're junior. That I don't think that would happen, but at least probably some kind of compromise with the union where the players has got to stay at least two years. And so, the one thing that right. college, the one thing the NBA doesn't want is they think of this we have a player who, two years away from the NBA, is just on the AAU circuit and is playing seven games in a weekend. That's not good training for the NBA. Then the next year, he's in college basketball where they have a 20-hour-a-week rule where coaches can only work with him a limited amount. They don't think that those two years really prepare players the best they can for the pros. So either let us get us our hands on the elite players out of high school and start getting them in our system, or let them stay longer and a little bit longer in college um, for the guys who aren't the clear-cut um, who. Talent, The yeah, clear-cut, clear-cut talent. talent. Yeah. Well, what about the the players
3: that are they're opting to go overseas and say, "All right, I'll go high school overseas
2: and then join the NBA." It's been rare, and what you've seen, most of the guys you've seen who went from high school to overseas, mm-hmm. you saw Terrence Ferguson do it, who's a first-round pick in Oklahoma City this year. Right. You saw Brandon Jennings do it years ago. A lot of these guys, where they weren't going to be eligible in college, so it wasn't. Sometimes it's been like Moudier was not, he was at that Dion Dion's right. prep school where nobody seemed to qualify from. He would have went to SMU if he was going to be declared eligible. So some of them would spin the story that, Hey, I just made this decision to go do it. But if you look back, nobody really chose Europe over uh college basketball. They they really didn't. They, they, it was that or a junior college or a division. Two. Well, what about
3: the D league? The, why why don't they reform the D-League in some sort of aspect to make it either more attractive for the high school players, make it more popular?
2: And, and they've tried to, and they did in the last collective bargaining agreement. The salaries have gone up. You can pay, because remember, you can't go in the NBA draft out of high school, but you could go and play in the G-League. And the players have done that who like I said, maybe become declared ineligible at a college for whatever reason and go in the D league. Now you can't be called up to the NBA that year. You have to go into the draft the next year financially. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest for a lot of players, for an elite player, he can make more money in college basketball at the elite level than he can on a, on a G league salary. But, uh under the way this rule could change, if players will come, do come out of high school, and you're referencing it, that, by the way, just the, the way we're all perceiving that, like the yes. high level player is going
1: to get pocket money. Yeah, he, right. He's yeah. going to get.
2: It's like you're not making even the best G League salary. It's not life changing. You can now if you're right, a like great, if We go
1: by all those reports. You get 100, 200 grand for the top yeah. players of well, high school. Yeah, yeah Adidas like, money.
2: Yeah, although although like let's <laughs> be honest sense. about that, it's almost never the young man that gets getting, all that money. It's right. always everybody around him right. getting yeah. money, uh, coaches and. Um, the family kickback. extended family so it'd, it'd be everybody. tougher
1: for the g league direct deposit to the uncle <laughs> to the handler yeah, and then yeah all right
2: yeah but listen most players that is not a glamorous choice like no like go what turn out a g league game there like some places i mean these are not i mean you're in iowa it's city not even minor grand Baseball, rapids where there's kind no. of a little vibe to some it some places there are but it's yes. not nearly as much fun hey g league you're flying you're getting up on 6am you're connecting flights on southwest Hey, you're in big time Division One. You're at a five star hotel. You're flying charter. You're you're on. Uh, you're playing a primetime time college uh, college basketball events television. It's a different feel. It feels way bigger than the NBA minor leagues.
1: No, that's a great okay. great point. Um, congrats on everything. We'll leave it at that. We'll, uh, thanks, guys. Enjoy it tonight. All right, man. We're not allowed to spill the beans again. Yeah, you uh, go ahead. Uh, Hall of Fame tonight for you, right? Not I mean, in Springfield.
2: No, no, uh, not yet. My my hometown, Bristol. Bristol, Connecticut, the Bristol Sports Hall of that's Fame. Awesome man! Congratulations! The first uh 170 hitting backup high school catcher <laughs> to <laughs> ever get into a Hall of Fame of any of any kind. But it'll be a lot of fun to see a lot of a lot of people I grew up with and a lot of people who uh, who've meant a lot to. to yeah, my seriously, life. So, man, A lot of family
1: and, and the whole deal. And I knowing you a little bit now, I know that's like I hope I didn't bum you out by exposing it because no, I, no. I didn't want you know. But hey, man, enjoy. Congratulations! Thanks, Congratulations. I appreciate Cheers. it. Thanks, guys. All right, All right. Adrian, All right. Adrian All right. again. Uh, that story from him on the Celtics, 100%. We talked about it a little bit earlier. The solo NBA pod you can check out as well. You've got a pod coming out, what is it, every week, Woj? Yeah. Uh, Rudy Gobert, the Jazz, that pod's up
2: right Perfect. now. Yeah.
1: So you can check that up on our uh, page where our 30 for 30 podcast returned this week. Stories you just have to hear to believe. Subscribe right now. Listen tab of the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts presented by Mini. Our pick six, I'm on fire again. Vilma's struggling. That's next on ESPN Radio. I have to, I have to do them those way when film is here. You heard me talk about the amazing shave you get from Dollar Shave Club razor, especially when you use it with their shave butter. But they also make products for your hair, face, skin, shower everything you need. Dollar Shave Club has you covered head to toe. And right now, you can get your first month of their best razor, along with travel size shave versions of shave butter body cleanser and yes even butt wipes for just five bucks after that replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month it's the dsc starter set for just five dollars exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash ryan that's dollarshaveclub.com slash ryan more picks to win you cash next
4: in life there are talkers and there are doers sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers.
1: A surprise teddy bruski jumped in a little bit earlier so we'll push back to pick six and saruti's high school football which i know bruski wants to get to here vilma the Rosillo show it's espn up, radio guys? pick six coming up again if you're at home or you're at work maybe you're home now you can stream all three hours of the show on espn Is it the first time i've had both you guys here yes in studio? same time yes it's yes. hit great. it off pretty well i just noticed that. backers
3: nice. yes, yes that's
6: right
1: so we were doing rapid fire NFL questions with him, okay? All right, and we didn't even get through them all. We don't need oh, any. Oh, we had a good one. He, yeah, yeah right. Bruce would know this one. So right. I asked him who the most underrated player he's yeah. ever played against in his career, and he guessed one of your teammates.
6: Really, Corey it, was Dillon? It, was it?
1: Or yeah. we'll just tell him now.
6: Corey Dillon. You think oh. Corey <laughs> Dillon was underrated?
1: <laughs> I thought he was underrated.
3: You thought he was underrated? Yeah. yeah.
6: I mean, he was. He was a great player. I mean, he. <laughs> he took, I was going <laughs> to say Kevin Falk.
3: So Kevin Falk would have been the hardest player I, I hated going against. Okay. I right. hated
6: it. Yeah, because I know he's a linebacker, so now he's thinking he's thinking either tight ends or he's thinking running place. backs, yeah. things so like that. I, I was yeah. supposed to
3: be like the quick backer that can run with them. <laughs> yeah, all right. You no, know, I thought it was the Moore, the guard. <laughs> yeah. It Brandon, Brandon Moore. Brandon yeah. Moore. He was underrated. He was good. So he was a D tackle. Uh-huh. And they switched him to O line, so he always had that nasty mindset. And right. He was strong, like heavy strong. He learned yeah
6: he was strong. Yeah. He learned how to hold real well, real <laughs> yes. quick. Like, he did it good too, because they the offensive idea did to grab
3: you and then he let you go.
6: And then you can't complain because you know there's like two seconds or so and then they can grab you. And then he he was good at that. Yep. Low pad level. I mean, how tall was he, though he, he was about six
3: one. Yeah, six short, two, he was, shorter, yeah. He yeah. wasn't that wasn't that yeah. big. All right, yeah. that, he wasn't that tall. He was still a big boy, but Brandon Moore was good. And that's yeah.
6: back when back we were playing 3 4 uncovered guard, two gaps. Clack, clack. Right into, right into an offensive guard. And it yeah, just, was just I was like, man, this guy is You let good. your coach
3: come to the Jets and have us
1: do the same thing. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. And you guys were laughing at us on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. So how he's laughing
1: so, now, that's how uh, he's laughing. Explain us on exactly the I'll tell line. you. But, A little but, more in depth, though, like what you're talking about. So
6: let's just say 3 4 defense versus 4 3. 4 means there's 4 defensive linemen lined on 5 offensive linemen. So. Which one's free? Which one's, you know, you don't definitely have a defined free player to come off onto your linebackers and hit them. If there's only three, there's one on the nose and then another two on the offensive tackles. So the uh, the guards are uncovered. So they just run right straight at you at times if your nose you isn't good enough. The,
3: the guards are... Smiling at you, pointing at you before before they get down because yeah. they know they're uncovered and you got no you got nothing. Else. And you see,
6: look at us. We're, I mean, we're six one. We're like 240, 230, something like that. Yeah, we're all so, about the same. Size. And even not you, not you. Let's do. And so Bill and all our two gap coaches like you got to hit him, you got to hit him. And I'm like, I can't keep hitting them, so I started yeah. slipping them, slipping them, meaning making them think I'm going to hit them, and then woo, quick little <laughs> swim. And I'd do it even when Bill would tell me not to because I said, I want to survive in this league, Bill. I'm going to slip him. And you I don't care what you say.
1: Um, he didn't seem to have the same Mangini experience that you did.
6: No. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, before,
3: before you answer. So my Mangini experience was he was a very smart coach, knew his X's and O's. He was not the best with the players. Or I should say he didn't have the best rapport. With the players, he was trying to be, he was basically trying to be Belichick. Sure, you know, sure. trying to trying to be that guy, but he wasn't. His you could tell his body language wasn't that. His personality, it wasn't that. So, we we had issues because w- you knew we were a four three defense. He switches to three four. We're getting our butts handed to us, and we're trying to get out of it. He won't do it. So, that was my experience. And then I get traded to the Saints, and that's all she wrote. So that was my experience with Mangini.
6: Right, and um, yeah. so that's that's the difference between a defensive coordinator, because with us, we all loved E. We thought he was a great coach. He got along with everybody well. You know, the pressure was off him. You know, the head coach was there. He'd just come in our meeting with his spit cup and chewing his tobacco and all that stuff, and he'd <laughs> mess around with us and everything. There was a lot of things he didn't have to worry about when you have to worry about as a head coach. Mm-hmm. So there goes possibly the effect, the low pressure, and then it it, it strains your the way you usually handle some players. He went... Uh,
1: most great overrated. Coach, yeah, great coach. And I I told Vilma, I go, he went from a guy that I didn't like that I didn't know, watching him do the Jets thing, to then once I got to know him up here, he's one of my favorite guys ever. I, yeah. I mean, I love that guy. I love Manjini. Yeah. Okay, he said most overrated. He went college. He went Eric Crouch. He's just killing Nebraska every time he comes on the show. I'm not killing – it was <laughs> –
3: All right. You, you know in, this, in the game, speed kills, right? You can't coach speed. That's what they say. And Eric Crouch was dubbed as the fastest guy in Nebraska's team, all this stuff. And I come to find out he would have been – he wasn't slow. He wasn't slow, but he would have been maybe middle of the pack fast for our Miami team, maybe. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I said hearing all the hype surrounding we him. We didn't have an NFL
1: guy. Him. Did you have an NFL guy? Overrated NFL guy?
3: Are you allowed as to a- say
1: overrated even as a Pat's alum, Bruschi? Oh You want to give him any animo? Do I don't have
6: you know? any um, – over, I, I'm I don't trying know, to think.
3: overrated NFL guys.
6: I was trying to think who, do I, who at Arizona State was overrated, you know, at my rival school, you know, and I could easily
3: call them out. But no, you know. Oh,
6: when that comes comes to different, man. Like you, yeah. you
3: see them on film, you know if a guy can play or not. You, you don't really listen to too much of the hype. You know if a guy can play.
1: So just as – Guys studying it, you never went. How come this guy always gets all this hype? This guy, and then I'm watching him, and it's not the same deal. Or I'm out on the field being like, I don't know, man. You know, no. Let, well, let's think about. That's, that's actually, I think that's more impressive as a non-answer. I don't think you're doing this just to not call anybody out. Like you guys yeah. really felt that way.
6: Yeah, in terms of you watch film and even you know you hear your coaches build up guys all week. There's some some skill you still have once once you get out there on the field. I haven't. I mean, anybody that's garbage that I played against in the NFL, I can't really
3: they never got the hype. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. If they were garbage they never got the hype. I mean, the most the most overrated or the the most I could say would be like a quarterback who has an awesome receiver, but the quarterback gets more credit than the awesome receiver. And I can't even I can't even think of anybody to be honest. It could go the other way too. An average receiver that in, and and True, right, that exactly.
1: So Okay, how about this? We got Vilma Teddy Bruski here. Um he, I asked him, give me a quarterback that he he figured out all the time. Like, he just knew the deal. Do you have one where you go, okay, this is going to be an easier week for me?
6: Easier week for me in terms of quarterback.
1: Or you knew uh, when you get out there, you go, well, you can do all your stuff and all your histrionics, but it's just, you're not going to trick me.
6: Hey, throw some out there. Help me How out How about, here. you? Uh,
3: do you have one, Vilma? I have one. Who do you got? I, I don't think you played against him, though. Matt Ryan. I don't
6: think I played against yeah,
3: him. Yeah, you didn't play against no. him. So I had Matt Ryan because... Matt Ryan was only allowed to check to two offenses. So we would go up, we'd line up in something, he would check. I already knew what it was. was like one or two things. That was it. So I was like, oh, I'll just wait mm, eight seconds and I'll just check into my defense, knowing that I already knew what he was going to get into. So I don't don't know if you had someone like that, but that was a gimme. And by formation, I was like, yep, it's going to be a power. He just checked into that. Oh, yeah, he's going to play action. He's going to check it for Tony Gonzalez. It was so easy. I loved it. I loved it. i
6: would say, I mean, Early Peyton Manning, in terms of how we used to play mind games with him. What years? And I mean, three, four. When was his first year? Ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ninety-eight. So that run when you guys were beating him all the time. Yeah, yeah. We actually would think to ourselves, "Man, what what is the deal?" Because every time we would throw different disguises and stuff at him, and he'd really look just flustered out there and hands up in the air, not knowing what to do, free runners at him, And we're blowing up receivers until a few years later. And then, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he, figured, he's, it he figured it out. Like yeah. that. It's, it's over. <laughs> and we got to We got to figure out some new tricks, but early on, you, you love to disguise and trick young, you know, coming up and
3: up and coming quarterbacks.
1: I asked him, give me a quarterback he couldn't figure out, who he had the toughest time with, and, and Vilma, in a, in a very Miami way, said nobody.
3: Yeah, but you didn't let me finish. So I said <laughs> nobody, but you had guys like Aaron Rodgers. You know what he's he's running. You have the defense for it. He still puts the ball right there on the money. Great defense, better offense. I mean, that you still right. had those type of quarterbacks.
6: Right, it's weird that the same answer for me is Peyton Manning in terms of the, later way, on. the way we later had him Maryland, and later on. It's like he just always found it, especially, yeah. you know, that 0- 06 year. They, they came in a Foxboro then. They came beat us eventually. Marvin Harrison spiking the ball on us. So much of saying, yeah, we got you now, sort of like that. And uh, the same tricks that we would do were just weren't, weren't working anymore. And even if we thought we got them, like Vilma's saying over there, that throw that was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He still made that throw where he was supposed to make it, and it was still covered, and it was right on it, right up where it was supposed to be.
3: You can't defend the perfect pass, Ryan.
1: I just got a bunch of drop, just knowledge just dumped all over me in here. So uh, I could have done that for three hours today. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> all right, Teddy. All right, that's Teddy Bruschi here with hey, Bill with the Russilla Show. Reminding you can watch all three hours of the show on ESPN News. Our pick six next on ESPN Radio.
4: Hottest in the game. Ain't
2: nothing to it. World I'm a now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Chronos for HR payroll talent and time, he's completely crushing
0: it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce. Everyone has different hours, skill sets and pay grades. motivating and engaging our people every step of the way
5: chronos hr solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them learn more at chronos.com slash hr swagger
1: rise top Vilma and i are having a blast just going through if you missed that last segment you got to go back to the podcast you know i don't say that all the time uh but he and brewski just went back and forth and back and forth and i just wanted to shut up because it was so much fun listening to you guys talk about just all we didn't even get to one game and it was a better football segment um because we're going back through that pat's defense that brewski was on and you remember it now when you first came in
3: yeah i was thinking about it and and you don't really realize how good the guys are until after the fact sometimes right so um. Sitting back, thinking about it, they had Vrabel on one side, Willie McGinnis on the other, Vince Wilford, Keith Trailer. They had Richard Seymour at the five. Yeah, techniques. Ty Warren came along. Ty Warren came along. Wilfork after him. They had Ty Law
1: at corner. Yeah. Like they, they were loaded, man. Yeah, they had they, a squad. We're naming different teams. I mean, McGinnis was still part of that group at one yeah, point too. McGinnis was the end, man. They were true. That, that was a, that's a a good assembly of talent. Oh, before that, that, Otis, my man,
3: Smith. Yeah, man. They, they were good. <laughs> okay, they it's time good. for
1: the pick six here on the Russillo Show, the weekend preview on the show, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit us at GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. It's time for Rosello's Picks. He was 4-1-1 two weeks ago, so Vegas tried to shut him down. They wouldn't even let him do the show last week so they could manage their losses. But don't worry, your boy is back handing out free money.
3: Free money? Is that what you call it? Free Free, money to who? Free money. To the casino? To the bookies? No,
1: no, no, no. To the people. (laughs) Loyal listeners. Coming up on 500 again. Shocker. Throughout the uh, full part of the season. Vilma right at 500 on the year. Okay. So, first pick. Can't wait for this one. I'll be at a hotel in Penn State. Watching it. UCLA plus 16 at USC. I am taking
3: UCLA with the points. I like Josh Rosen, man. If he's playing, and he's playing well, he will keep them in the game. I'm not saying they're going to win, but he'll keep them
1: in the game. Plus 16, that's two scores. Agreed. All the public money on USC, anyway. Michigan plus seven and a half at Wisconsin. Ooh.
3: So I went with Michigan when Penn State blew them out, and I said that defense was going to keep them in the game, and they couldn't hold up because the offense is so terrible and the defense got worn out. So I'm going to go Wisconsin at home because they're going to be able to wear down that Michigan defense because the Michigan offense is going to stink. Wisconsin.
1: Uh, I'm with you on this one. Wisconsin, some places it's seven. uh, I think we have it down at seven and a half, so we're going to have to cover that extra seven and a half. That's not going to be easy maybe in this game. But uh, I'm with you on that one. Two for two so far. Badgers. The L.A. Rams plus two at Minnesota. I'm laying the two of the Vikings at home. Not that I think they're necessarily better. Home, no deal. I'm kind of ready for like a Rams bad game that it's going to change much.
3: So I purposely paused because I had a feeling that you were going to take the home team. I, I just had that feeling. I like the Rams. I like the Rams offense. They're putting up, you know, like 100 points a game. Their or defense like that. is
1: actually incredibly And their uh, defense right, is really like good. Some of the statistical, some of the further stuff that you look at it. they're, they're really I, don't good. To, I don't know if you're a big Sabre guy, Vilma, but... Um, it's out there. It's but, out so there. I'm going LA. Okay. I
3: had a feeling you'd take the home team on that
1: one. You you you're like a psychic today. New England minus seven at Oakland. Everybody's on New England here. Give me the Raiders, Mexico City. I'm actually taking
3: New England. I'm going to go with everyone, Mexico City. They're actually practicing in high altitude somewhere in That's Mexico. That's huge.
1: The blood flow. Yes, they white need blood that. cells. That is going to get the the seven points right there. Done. Philadelphia <laughs> minus four and a half.
5: At Dallas.
3: So no Ezekiel. They can't run the ball. Supposedly Dak didn't look good without him. So I'm going to take Philly right now. Uh, It's not even a Carson Wentz Dak Prescott matchup. It's really that Philly's just a better team.
1: They are the better team. But they don't cover at Dallas. Give me Dallas plus the four and a half. So you don't think a 31-24 game? Maybe. You can can see that. Of course I could see it. All right, Uh, Just checking. Yep. Best bet for me. I think I've only lost one of these all season. And we're going to go with Vandy at home, anchor down Mm. against Missouri. Mm. Uh, This is the most public play of the week in college football. All the public money is on Missouri. Give me Vanderbilt at home plus eight and a half.
3: Okay. All right. I like that one. I'm going to go in the Big 12. Ooh. Yes. You got a Texas Tech team. Up and down this year. I think they're going to get up for this game versus Texas versus TCU. TCU is minus six, so I'm taking Texas Tech with the points. Okay. Texas Tech plus Cliff, six. Cliff, don't make me wrong. Come on, Cliff Cleansbury. Don't make me wrong.
1: With Vilma today, the still Show reminding you to listen to all three hours of the show on your phone, on your ESPN app. Okay, so Rudy played against an NFL player in high school, and this guy was a pass-catching guy, and so Rudy played safety, and we just found this out because <laughs> we were talking about Vilma's high school deal. So we're going to tell that story and previously – are we going to do previously with what we just did? All right. Everybody's so excited about the linebackers just throwing out in here that we want to hear it again. I'm tell- I-, I, I want Brucey to come back, and I want to leave and just sit behind well, there. All right. It was awesome. Seriously. Okay. They figured out Matt Ryan. Vilma's like, yeah, it's not that great. That's coming up next. It's ESPN
5: Radio. Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With Geico, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports.
3: That was you, Saruti? That was you? My jam, dude. I like it.
0: I like it. Manny Fresh?
3: Very impressed.
0: Heavily edited version.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. We we all know what he meant to say, so it's still all good.
1: I love this on a Friday.
0: Hype, <laughs> Vilma.
1: <laughs> I'm so hyped. I'm going to need it, too, so it's all good. 9-0 Canes. is
5: back, folks. Yes,
1: sir. His gear. Oh, yeah, that's right.
3: You know, I'm always repping a shirt some way, form fashion. I love it, man. Some way, form of fashion, but they're doing well. They're doing well. We got
1: some big, I I know you're, you're looking at me like there's a butt to it. I'm not saying anything, man. I'm out. I thought Notre Dame was going to win. I was wrong. So what do you think of the Canes right now? Uh, I'm really impressed with a a defense that is so freaking athletic. Um, and it's now more evident against better opponents. You know what I'm saying? Like before, like I always knew the defense was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that I trust your quarterback. But you've had two running backs, one stepping in for the other after the injury, and it's been really impressive. Okay. So, yeah, I uh, I Fair think enough. that when the undersized D-line and linebackers are quick and they're humiliating an offensive line that's been rolling over everybody else in the Irish. Yes. They're
3: supposed it, to have two first-rounders on that. On well, it's, that a, it's a great offensive line, and yeah. you
1: guys ran all over the place. I also think Wimbush not being able to throw wasn't super helpful when you had three picks in the first half. That's not great either, and you're kind of out of that game. But, yes, that front – Macintosh and those dudes. I was. I've been impressed.
3: Have you been impressed with me not rubbing it in? I don't know why you'd
1: rub it in on me.
3: Because it's fun. I
1: got it wrong.
3: (laughs) It's fun, right?
1: I'm not going to sit here and go. I. I (laughs) mean, you. You were wrong for two weeks in a row. Yeah, I was.
3: So it would be you're not impressed with how much restraint. Well, I I've guess shown. from you, yes, a little bit <laughs> today. <laughs>
1: yeah, because you you've you known. I think the last time we did the show together, somebody just goes, "Is is the whole goal of this for him to give you a hard time for two and a half hours?" It uh, should be sometimes. All right,
3: but I, I dubbed myself a sore winner, so I've shown I, a lot you've of been restraint.
1: Incredibly professional. Thank you. Before we do previously, your high school career was what you could have gone? Could you gone anywhere?
3: You know what? No. To be honest, uh, I could have gone to, to two of the big three in Florida. Could have gone to Florida State or... The Gators linebacker. didn't want you? They wanted me to be a safety. I didn't want to play safety. Okay, I was, I was all about the linebacker position. Perfect segue
1: because Sir Rudy played safety. Yes.
0: Yeah, so who was more athletic? I don't know. Good question.
1: Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. <laughs> do a, do a poll asking, so the reason I brought that up is that Jordan Reed, tight end, for the Redskin, who's, I think they just announced that he's out now for this, this trip. And I went to look it up again to be like, how many games does he miss? And then I forgot that he's from New London, uh, New London Connecticut, okay, right here, right on the coast, not that far away from where we're at. And then I looked at the age and I go, wait a minute, same age as Cerruti, did you ever play him like a state title game or something like that? Because you guys are pretty good, right?
0: Yeah, I went to Southington. He went to New London. But I actually played against a different tight end who also went to Florida. I played against Aaron Hernandez in high school.
5: Wow.
1: How old were you when you played against Hernandez?
0: I think I was a year older than him. I think this was my senior. I forget if he was a junior or a sophomore, but um, he was nasty. And they didn't have a quarterback to throw him to, and it didn't even matter. They would just giving the ball on whatever reason. Did
3: you have to cover him one-on-one?
0: I don't think anyone really, it was no one's responsibility to cover him one-on-one. It was more <laughs> like a team effort because he was like their only good player. But there were times when, yes, your boy was assigned to cover Aaron Hernandez.
3: Okay, on those times that you were assigned to cover Aaron Hernandez, did he catch the ball?
0: Yes,
1: did he score on you? Probably. Uh, <laughs> How much did you weigh at safety?
0: I was, man, I was probably one high 140s. A massive, maybe 150s. massive Not 140. Not much smaller than I, yeah, than I am now. And
1: yeah. you played all four wow. years, though.
0: Well, I mean, varsity, I think I only played like two years.
1: But, but you played your junior and senior year at 140.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. See,
1: that actually impresses me more that at 140 you go, I can't wait to... Get out there again and throwing. So, did you ever try to tackle Hernandez?
3: I would
0: ima- yeah, I'd imagine. I mean, I don't remember very specifically about the game. I remember knowing wait. he was a big deal. Everybody so, knew wait. who he was. Wait, so
3: don't let this go. Ryan is throwing shots at you for being 140 two years in a row. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, because <laughs> he's no let so much weight. No, I,
1: the reason I point that out is Serruti consistently says, I'm basically the same dude today, body size, as I was in high school. What I'm, I think there's a lot of guys that were skinny and go, I don't want to play football, and I certainly don't want to play football against him. Did he ever talk to you at all? You ever see?
0: I, I knew guys that were friendly with him, like that played for our team. So yeah, you, everybody knew who he was. Your
1: neighboring towns.
0: Yeah, so everybody knew who he was, and actually we were just talking to Woj about it because Woj went to the same high school, and he's Mr. Bristol Central. And but uh, like everybody knew, everybody knew him going in. Everybody knew his brother. He actually Aaron was supposed to go to UConn originally, and then went to mm-hmm. and because his brother DJ right went to UConn, and played quarterback there, I believe. That's um, crazy. switching with went crazy. to Florida?
1: Yep. So Hernandez, there's a good chance Rudy tried to tried. tackle Aaron Hernandez
0: at some point. Yeah, good chance. Check Aaron Max Hernandez. Preps. It's probably in there somewhere.
1: So what was your record your senior
3: year?
0: We were good. We, we went to the state title game. We oh, lost really? Xavier. So
3: and you beat Aaron Hernandez's team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Got they on. weren't very good. He was their only good player. But he, I mean, uh, I mean, alone, I, he probably put up three touchdowns by himself. On you. Probably on me, yeah. I had some hand in it, yep. <laughs> Beat me over the top a few times. He had about, like, five inches of height on me. It was uh, probably not a fair matchup. Of height.
1: We had Brewski in a little bit earlier. We're going to have time to run this? All right. So it's previously, with these two guys, it was awesome, and they just did it an hour ago. Not even. Previously on the Ryan Rossello Show. How about this? we got Vilma Teddy Brewski here. Um, he, I asked him, give me a quarterback that he, he figured out all the time. Like, he just knew the deal. Do you have one where you go, okay, this is going to be an easier week for me?
6: Easier week for me in terms of quarterback.
1: Or you knew oh. when you get out there, you go, well, you can do all your stuff and all your histrionics, but it's just, you're not going to trick me.
6: Hey, throw some out there. Help me How out about here. you? Uh, do you
3: have one, Vilma?
1: I have one. Who do you got?
3: I, I don't think you played against him, though. Matt Ryan. I don't think I played against yeah, him. Yeah, you didn't play against no. him. So I had Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan was only allowed to check to two offenses. So we would go up, we'd line up in something, he would check. I already knew what it was, it was like one or two things. That was it. So I was like, oh, I'll just wait mm, eight seconds and I'll just check into my defense knowing that I already knew what he was going to get into. So I don't, I don't know if you had someone like that, but that was a gimme. I'm, and by formation, I was like, yep, it's going to be a power. He just checked into that. Oh, yeah, he's going to play action. He's going to check it for Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. It was so easy. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it was good stuff.
1: It was. It was good I, I'm I think that's some of the best stuff we've done here in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that other stuff wasn't good, but it's always just good when the dude who does what I do shuts up and lets you guys that play talk. Vilma's yeah. the man. Enjoy your weekend. College football coverage all day on Saturday. That'll do it for me. Priscilla Show, ESPN Radio.